Hello and welcome to the 2023 first edition of the CPS podcast. I am Amara Bangurat, Community Engagement Advisor at the Delaya Institute for Children, Peace and Security. 2022 was a challenging year with so many things that have happened across the world. From the outbreaks of new conflicts around the world, to the impact on various economies and a return to a world post-COVID, we have faced many challenges. But despite these challenges, the Delaire Institute strongly believes that prioritizing the protection of children from the impact of armed violence is critical to breaking the cycles of violence and vital to achieving peace and security that is sustainable. Peace is possible, violence is preventable, and children are at the heart of the solution. And we have been busy around the world continuing to find spaces and opportunities to remind people that hope for a better future exists. And I'll give you an example. We now have a Latin American Center of Excellence in Uruguay. Through this center, we will be helping to implement the Vancouver Principles on Peacekeeping and Prevention of the Recruitment and Use of Children in Latin America. In last November, we hosted our annual Knowledge for Prevention Symposium, or the K4P Symposium, where we jointly collaborated with the Ministry of Defense in Uruguay to host. This also marks the anniversary of the Vancouver Principles, to which Uruguay was one of the founding endorsers. Thank you to the Delaire Institute for inviting me here today to help open these critical discussions. Now, preventing the recruitment and use of children in armed conflict is a top priority for me. I also want to take this opportunity to thank General Dallaire for his leadership in building the Dallaire Institute and the Institute's work fostering the Vancouver Principles. Five years ago, almost to the day, Canada launched the Vancouver Principles, and we were joined by more than 50 countries, including your host, Uruguay. We did this because we knew that every child has a gift to offer this world. What they need is an opportunity. Children need to play sports on the playground, not fight wars on the battlefield. This was the genesis of the Vancouver Principles, and this is the basis for the work of the Delaire Institute, a way for us to prevent children from being pulled into conflict, to ensure that children have the opportunity to reach their full potential. Did you hear that? Every child has a gift to offer to this world. What they need is an opportunity. That was Canada's Minister of International Development, Hadrich Sajan. He wasn't physically there, but he was able to virtually join us. I'm not sure anyone I know would deny this sentiment by Minister Sajan. Yet, thousands of children around the world are still targeted to be recruited and used not only in armed conflict, but also in armed violence. And the links between criminal networks, trafficking and sexual violence far too often create a toxic situation for children. You might now be wondering why Uruguay. Well, you are not alone. So I asked the Delaire Institute Executive Director, Dr. Shelley Whitman. Shelley, why Uruguay? We're here in Uruguay because we have been working with the government over the last couple of years on an MOU that we have signed with them to create the possibility of a Latin American Center of Excellence. And Uruguay is quite interesting in terms of their positionality in this region. They are also a major peacekeeping contributor.
The symposium also brought together representatives from civil society organizations in Uruguay, Colombia, Mexico, members of the security sector from Uruguay, Brazil, Argentina, as well as diplomats and UN officials like SRSG for Children in Armed Conflict and youth advocates who have experienced armed violence and wish to see a better future. And together, they discuss a lot about keeping children safe, breaking the cycles of violence, and the need to be innovative in our solutions. We'll hear more about that later, but for now, let's hear from our host, the Uruguayan Deputy Minister of Defense. It's an honor for the Ministry of Defense to receive them in this event and be co-directors of this symposium. It is an honor for the Ministry of Defense to welcome all of you to this event and to be co-organizers of this Knowledge for Prevention Symposium. Uruguay has a long history in peacekeeping missions, especially in complex environments with a specific mandate to protect civilians. With respect to the mandate to protect civilians, we place a special emphasis on protecting women, girls, boys and adolescents. These are the reasons why our government has signed the Memorandum of Understanding with the Delaire Institute to work on the complex problem which is child soldiery. In addition, we have developed policies with UNICEF, creating a guide to train peacekeeping troops on how to properly address children's rights in an armed conflict context. Thus, we are not only working with the Delaire Institute, but also with other United Nations institutions, particularly focusing on the most vulnerable. It is for this reason that I would like to thank the presence of all of you here today and why this event is very important for us. Los principios de Vancouver hablan de conceptos generales, políticas y definiciones. The Vancouver principles talk about general concepts, policies and definitions. Sometimes we refer to demobilization, reinsertion, and it looks like they are simple concepts. But when we work with a complex theme like child soldiery, it is not. En un tema tan complejo como el de los niños soldados, que han sido por momentos líderes y ejecutores. Children that have been leaders and executors of mass killings that then, once disarmed, we become aware that not only were they responsible of horrible crimes, but also they were victims of horrible crimes as well. También fueron víctimas de crímenes horribles. Y esta temática es particularmente grave porque afecta particularmente la reinserción. This reality affects deeply the reintegration of those youths into their communities. The existence of child soldiers jeopardizes the future of society because it creates an enormous gap between those youth and their victims. And it is very challenging for the society to recognize that the youths were victims too. Y es muy difícil en las sociedades reconocerlos que además ellos mismos fueron víctimas. Entonces, es un tema complejo, es muy fácil o muy sencillo. Therefore, it is a very complex theme. It is easy to talk about the Vancouver principles and the phases of a conflict, disarmed, demobilization, and reintegration, but all of them must be done with deep knowledge of the topic. Un interés profundo y un conocimiento profundo de esta temática. Como les dije, Uruguay tiene una larga trayectoria y en esta gestión del conocimiento 
As I mentioned, Uruguay has a long history promoting this kind of knowledge, and our experience allows us to take part and share our lessons learned, best practices, and all else we can share with our colleagues in the region. This is the reason and an honor that our peacekeeping school has been designated as the center of excellence by the Delair Institute as reference for the region. Haya sido reconocida por el Instituto Daler como centro de referencia. Entonces, les agradezco a todos su presencia. Espero que estos días sean, que generen conocimiento. Let me thank you all for your assistance, hoping that these three days promote knowledge, motivate all to share experiences and enhance our relationships. Personal relationships that serve most of the time to overcome bureaucracy or administrative barriers. I'd like to dedicate a special recognition to the Ministry of Defense's team, the Alcopaz team, and the Dallaire Institute's team that have been working closely to make this symposium a great success. Thank all of your presence in the name of the government of Uruguay. Warm welcome to Montevideo. Thank you so much. Les agradezco a todos en nombre del gobierno uruguayo su presencia y les damos una cálida bienvenida como han tenido hoy en Montevideo. Muchas gracias. That was the Deputy Minister of Defense in Uruguay, Rivera Eloge. Thanks to Anthony DiCalu for the translation as well. The prevention of the recruitment and use of children into armed violence is of a great concern to the United Nations, but also to governments across Latin America. The UNSRSG on Children and Armed Conflict, Virginia Gamba, was present and expressed her desire to see more prevention interventions. Together with the executive director of the Delea Institute, Dr. Shelley Whitman, we discussed the importance of having such a symposium and why political commitment is critical to the prevention of the recruitment and use of children in armed violence. And, and, and I'd like to throw this question to um, both of you. Um, how relevant is political commitment in these discussions? Because we are discussing a security issue here and um, it could have um, a security sector point of view, but it, there is also the political commitment um, point of view. How relevant is the political commitment? Well, it really surpasses everything. Unless you have political commitment, you don't have an objective. You must have a political commitment to say, I really want to better protect children from the ravages of our conflict. If you don't have that belief, and you don't have the commitment behind that objective, then it's pretty irrelevant. You're prepared to sign any convention, any document, any initiative, but you never make it operative. You do not roll it out into society. You do not capacitate for that to become ingrained. So the best way to do peace is in the mind. Mm -hmm. And the best way to protect children is to make a political commitment that you actually mean. So there is a difference. One thing is signature of a political document. Another thing is a commitment you have to see it through. Chile. Yeah, absolutely. Political commitment is huge. Um, it's huge from the countries in this region that we will be uh, working with over the next however many years, hopefully. It is imperative because Yes, they have to agree to signing or endorsing uh, particular standards that we've been talking about. But it is also in terms of the commitment of resources as well. And that 
is not only from the countries we may be working with uh, who have conflict situations, but also those countries who give funding towards these types of issues around the world, um, for them to see it as significant in terms of peace and stability. I would lastly also say in terms of the regional bodies that we work with, and I think this is why it's so important from the Dallaire Institute's perspective of having regional uh, hubs of excellence and centers of excellence is that if you have a country that does have political commitment that is demonstrating that commitment and it can speak to its neighbors and help to convince and demonstrate, that's more powerful than it just coming from one part of the world or one organization of the world. Mm -hmm. And, and Shelley, we are talking about signing agreements here and I understand the Vancouver Principles is one of the key things that we are going to be discussing here. Um, how relevant are the principles to discussions like this one? Very relevant. Uh, Uruguay was actually one of the early endorsers of the Vancouver Principles back in 2017. Uh, in addition to the fact that when it comes to the Vancouver Principles, essentially what we are doing is setting a standard for how to build capacity of the security sector on preventing recruitment and use of children and how to interact with children in conflict settings and in peacekeeping missions. And so that's very relevant to this region, not only because of their contributions to peacekeeping, whether it's Brazilians, Uruguayans uh, as examples, but also as uh, SRSG Gamma was just highlighting, there are many situations also in this region where there's a concern for how children are being treated when they are interacting with security sector, whether it's crossing borders, whether it's domestically. And so while the Vancouver principles were done uh, as a part of improving UN peacekeeping, the essence of it is that once you train security sector, be it police or military, and they are at, in, at home, and whether they've come back from missions or even before, it also sets a new standard within their institutions domestically to have an awareness of these issues and start to see and think about children differently when it comes to peace and security. I think from my standpoint, uh, it is true that Uruguay has possibly the highest standards of peacekeeping uh, that have been proven in the field. It is a country that is the one that contributes the most uh, troops for peacekeeping for the UN. So Uruguay is a critical partner of the UN in the both restoration and maintaining of peace. So we're not here preaching to the converted. What we would like to do is to assist Uruguay to become a multiplying force by being a model, by setting standards that are very high and convincing both the region they live in as well as the countries where they influence through their presence that those standards are the new standards that should be kept. Standards should be kept. It's always great to hear from experts in this field, so thank you so much for your time. Young people are uniquely vulnerable to recruitment. Hundreds of thousands are associated with state and non-state armed groups. But this also runs parallel to many criminal networks that exploits the vulnerability of children. Their participation in armed violence has serious implications for their physical and emotional well-being, but also for lasting peace and security in their communities. Equally so, their participation in peace building is also critical. 
So, in Uruguay, we invited some young people who are working hard to bring peace to their communities and who understand firsthand the challenges of the prevention of the recruitment and use of children in armed violence. Chori Luna from Mexico is one of them. After the 3D symposium, we had a brief chat about her takeaways from the event. I feel like I came in thinking one thing. Like, predominantly I was more thinking like, okay, so, you know, mostly child soldiers and, and that whole background. But then what I've seen is that it's much more than that. Um, I think at first I was a little bit, um, I don't know, not, not afraid, but I wasn't very used to having the strong military presence. But because of the spaces that this topic exists in, I recognize how important it is and how meaningful it is to um, like train and discuss and, and go across sectors. And so I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways is how this topic has been able to bring so many different people from, you know, like security sectors, um, from civil society, from academia. And I think... That's what I really liked about this is how, um, you know, when when we when people care about a topic or find something important, you can really bring focus to it uh, from across sectors and actually have a real conversation and work towards action. When um, whilst you, the discussions were happening this morning, um, is there anything that came to mind that you thought like you can relate with? Like across all the panels yeah. today, um, yeah. <laughs> I think um, one thing because I have um, family that has uh, like I had a cousin that was actually in, uh, involved with uh, narcos in Mexico, and he actually was killed because of that. And I think a lot about what pushed him, you know, or like how that happened and. And I think about what could have been done to um, help him. And I think a lot of it had to do with um, his environment and, and my family not taking some of these things seriously and not thinking about the fact that you are recruited. Like, like what, if, if it's not in a way that, oh, here is a gun and, and training, you're recruited in other ways with like the offer of like a better future with money and everything. And so I thought about that. And, and how it's directly involved my family. But then I've also thought about um, my sister who is at risk of, of some of these same things in our community and how art was something that um, Juan Sebastián discussed and how it's so important for youth and how that was something that really saved my sister in a lot of ways. And so I feel like beyond just hearing these people that have experience and being like, oh, like that would be good. I can think of times where like what was discussed during this week is true like I've seen it you know and so um yeah like like it's just kind of reinforced some of the things that I thought about before and seeing that it's not just me like it's happening all over the world in other situations as well well it's always interesting to hear from brilliant minds about how to make our communities safe thank you Tori for your time and your contribution well let's leave it here for today we ask you to follow us on our social media. And at the same time, we are ending our campaign to mark the 25th anniversary of the Children and Armed Conflicts Mandate. If you can give, we have a generous donor who is aiming to match donations up to $25,000. If you'd like to support the Delia Institute's work, 
please head to our website and click on that donate button. The process is simple and straightforward. And thank you for being part of this conversation. If you'd like to listen to this podcast again, please download it. And of course, please feel free to share it. This has been Adelaide Institute's production. Thanks to all those who contributed. Till we meet again, I am Amara Bangura. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.